you know, you maybe can shoot a basketball and your ex can't. So we've all got differences, pal. Like some people can be <laughs> friends with their exes and some people can shoot a basketball. That's just how how things are. Everybody, I'm Brendan, and I'm Marissa, and welcome back to Dear Queers, the show where we answer all of your queer queries. It is a beautiful, sunny, gorgeous Monday afternoon. Is you, it not? <laughs> no, it's not even a little bit. You sounded like the world's most hesitant like radio show announcer just now. Like you were getting ready to get on the air, but someone had forgotten to give you your cue cards. So you were just trying to like <laughs> desperately remember whatever you were supposed to say about the forecast. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> um, but no, it's not a beautiful sunny day here. In Chicago, it is a wind chill of like negative 10 and a snowstorm of a foot is happening. So, uh, oh no, oh no. I'm gonna be honest, like, this is the time of year where I really feel good about my decision to be living in Southern California. I mean, this, this is, is the this time is the of time year. of year I'm reminded of how good that decision was. So. Yeah. Other times is... of the year, not so much, but. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't feel that way at all about my choice to live in Chicago right about now. This is the time of year when I'm like, why did I do this? Why don't I live in California? This was dumb. Uh, but give it like yeah. three and a half months and I'll be fine. <laughs> so sad. So sad. So sad. You know what else is so sad? Breaking up. Yes, what an excellent segue that you did Thank there. You. <laughs> I was like, Please I was, revel. I was pitching the, the ball, and hoping that it would not be a strike, and it wasn't. You hit it with your baseball bat, and um. it flew out <laughs> into the uh, field. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that if you were the pitcher, you would be hoping it would be a strike. You would not want me to hit a home run because that would mean my team scores and your team let me score. Yes, but I'm I'm like secretly playing for the other team. (laughs) (laughs) So it works. It works. It's what I want. (laughs) I I will let you have that. So yeah, we are going to talk today about breakups and all of the things that come with that without further ado let's jump into our first question dear queers any general advice or tips on getting over a breakup from breaking up without breaking down well Mm -hmm. 
let me first express both my condolences to our letter writer, but also my kind of congratulations because breakups suck often and they can be times for sadness, but also a lot of times when you've broken up with someone, it's because that relationship was not serving you very effectively anymore and not being in it um, is usually the right call in the long run. So tip number one, it might not feel like it right now, but remember that even if you got dumped, what that really means is that this was a relationship that was not going to ultimately bring you continued happiness. And now you're not in that anymore. That's a really good perspective. Yeah. Cause I, you're right. I think in the moment it's always like, Oh my God. Like whether you did the breaking up or were broken up with, it always feels like, such a terrible time and it's hard to get Mm -hmm. that perspective of like okay if this happened then something wasn't working all sides have to be on the same page otherwise it's just not gonna work no matter how much one person or the other wants it to exactly so even you know maybe you were the dumper maybe you were the dumpy I don't think they said but I think that can be especially helpful to remember regardless because right like I think it is very normal after breakup to do a lot of rumination and what ifs and thinking about getting back together and sometimes that's fine because sometimes you will get back together and maybe that's what you needed to do whether that's because you were meant to be together or because you weren't ready to actually end it yet whatever but you know really remembering that if it wasn't working then Breaking up is a kindness because then it allows you to return to the possibility of either finding fulfillment by yourself or finding someone who brings you that fulfillment that is not the person who you just were in a relationship with. So like immediately though, I'm trying to think of like, okay, let's say like today, this morning, (laughs) this breakup happened, like what would I (laughs) suggest be? Yeah, that's probably not going to do you much good in the first 24 hours. So. I would say, number one, surround yourself with people who will support you, right? Because you are probably feeling very lonely and alone and unloved and unwanted. So go find the people who make you feel loved and wanted and not alone. What's the opposite of alone? What is the word? Uh, Together. Yeah, but that (laughs) that doesn't... (laughs) If you feel like, yeah, like the feeling of being alone, the feeling of being, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Not not alone. I don't know. And hopefully, too, like you didn't alienate some of those people from this relationship because that's also, that I think can make things very difficult of like, if you're one of those people and you get sucked into a relationship and all your friends kind of become secondary, which we, I would not recommend doing that. Although sometimes in the moment, you know, it's hard to also have that perspective. But, you know, hopefully you've been able to keep people close to you who you can then, yeah, like go to after the fact and have them support you and kind of show that affection and caring that you probably need in that moment. Yeah. And if you have alienated all your friends, (laughs) short of going back into time and fixing that, I would say maybe think about which friend 
hated your ex the most and maybe oh. go to them. Mm, like, do you have that. that friend who sat you down and was like, I really think you're making a mistake? And you were like, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. Find her now and tell her she was right and she will welcome you with open arms. And hopefully, too, like, if you were close enough friends, you know, friends are usually pretty understanding, I feel like, where hopefully they'd be like, okay, you're, you were being kind of awful in this situation, but I still care about you and I want the best for you. And I'm willing to overlook that you made this bad relationship decision but now it's over and so let's move past it yeah and then i think on top of that too like in the short term you can do all of those cliche self-care kind of things that are used in every movie tv show you know if you want to like sit in your bed for like a day or two and watch terrible movies and things go for it if you want to eat a whole pint of ice cream you're allowed to like take a bath like light a candle do all the things um i think just knowing yourself and like what makes you feel good just generally i think is important because then just in general i think beyond like a breakup like if you know things and techniques that you can use that'll help you feel good no matter what's going on in your life that I think is super important because then you can always turn to those things in times like this. I am very much in agreement with you here, Brendan. Knowing what works for you in terms of self-soothing is very much a skill and an asset. And if you don't know what that is now is a great time to figure that out. So like hit pause on Mm -hmm. this podcast and like open (laughs) the notes app on your phone or grab like a pad of paper and a pen and think about like, What are the things that, even when I feel like shit, make me feel good? And maybe keep that list handy, because when you're feeling like shit, it can be really hard to remember what's on that list. Yeah, your judgment's probably going to be a little clouded and (laughs) hazy in that moment. But then, yeah, hopefully, you know, you do all these things. But I think also, at some point, this is the part where I'm like, huh, I don't know. Maybe you have a better sense of the, the best advice of, like... At what stage is it like, okay, this is becoming a problem. Like, I'm having a hard time getting over this, and I can't get out of this. Like, you enter a kind of depressive funk, potentially. And it's like, where where is that line of, like, okay, this is, like, normal, like, breakup kind of wallowing self-care moment that I need versus, like, you know, this is becoming, like, a long-term issue that I might need to seek, like, therapy or, like, more help with yeah that's a great question and i don't think there's like a one size fits all answer because i think some of it is contingent upon how long the relationship was right like if you were married for 30 years and you're getting divorced and you're like out of commission for a long time yeah if this was someone you'd been dating for a month and you're in bed six months later then that is quite an issue so i would say one it's relative two I think it also depends on, like, how generally, like, for any sort of, like, diagnostic purposes, like, from a clinical perspective, no matter what sort of psychological distress you're experiencing, no matter what presentation it looks like, the way that I'm always assessing 
is this like normal just like life shit or is this like something that rises to the level of like a mental health concern is like to what degree does this impact your ability to function right so like is this Mm. impairing your ability to live your life can you do shit or is this so overwhelming that you cannot do shit and I would say if it's been honestly more than like a two two weeks and you like can't work you can't sleep anything like that go seek the some therapy if it's like impacting your ability to like live your life essentially for that Mm -hmm. long then you're in jeopardy at that point it's like you gotta figure Mm -hmm. out a way out of it let's talk about what i think is one of the biggest determinants in what will make you either get over it or not get over it and that is Mm -hmm. what kind of contact you are having with the ex (gasps) Ooh, well this is kind of getting into the next question okay should we hold off on it then well i guess i don't know i will any any other (laughs) besides besides that avenue like did did you have other thoughts about i guess well because we we kind of talked about so like long term um and then also short term i would say something to also like a getting over it tip is like and this is gonna maybe sound dumb but like Oftentimes, when we break up with people, after a little bit of time has passed, all that we really remember is the good about the relationship. And I think we should remember the bad a little bit more because I think that is what often can long lead to like the longing for like your ex or wanting to get back together or being unable to move on. I think there's like, but like, remember the time that he like brought me roses and we kissed in the rain? Like, sure. <laughs> And also remember the time that he, like, showed up three hours late to your grandpa's birthday party because he had lost track of time playing Xbox all day? Like, think about that. Just, like, really maybe have, like, a handy list. Again, I'm big on lists. I'm a Virgo. Of, like, (laughs) the shittiest three moments of your relationship. Like, the, the moments when maybe you, like, didn't even tell your friends about it because you know that your friends would have been, like, girl you need to dump him those are the things when you are feeling in your heart what if i like maybe we can make it work i need you to pull out that list and i need you to read it out loud to yourself such good advice it's interesting too because i recently actually have been like having feelings of like nostalgia and like thinking of different exes that I've been with having moments of like, maybe I could like hit up that person and see like what they're at, you know, like really like feeling like wanting to bring back these old relationships. And then I have to like basically do that, right? Remind myself of why it didn't work out and why we're not together right now. And then be like, okay, yeah, no, that was, it's not a good idea. Some of those negative memories sort of like slip away a little bit and you're just left with these like little nuggets which is nice it's nice that our brain does that for us otherwise life would be fucking unbearable but it can be yeah like looking with through like rose-colored lenses at the past and it's like you have to take them off and be like no he Mm -hmm. did all those terrible things to me no yeah that makes me think about one of my favorite quotes from bojack horseman which is a great show (gasps) that people should watch i think diane says something i think it's diane who says it's something along the lines of, like, when you are, 
Like, walking through the world with rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. Yes, I remember that. It's such a good line. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. If you're going through a breakup, you probably shouldn't watch BoJack Horseman. That's not going to make you feel better about the state of things. (laughs) Yeah, no. But it is an excellent show. So, But maybe wait a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brennan, anything else you want to add about tips for our breakupper? I, I guess related to like media, uh, a movie I would recommend that I watched when I was getting over a breakup recently. Um, it's this Netflix movie called Someone Great, starring Gina Rodriguez on Netflix. And it was one of those that I like, I was like feeling, yeah, like in that, not immediate, but like a little bit post breakup, like, oh, I just want to watch something like fun. I'm gonna... And I pulled this up and I wasn't expecting anything. And it was just so delightful. And it's like, it's just, it's about basically that. It's like this woman who's leaving, she's got a new job. And so she's moving, leaving New York City soon. And also like, she just had a, a breakup with this guy who she had been with for like a long, long time. And like her friends are taking her out and they're going out like one last it's still kind of cliche, like one last, you know, like hurrah. And so it's sort of like reliving the past moments a little bit, but also like getting over them. And it was just. So they should check that out. They also, you yeah. know what they should watch that I just watched over the weekend for the millionth time? They should watch Legally Blonde because it's a really good breakup <gasps> yes. movie. Yes. Uh, it is that actually. Really, it's a great breakup. I like don't think about it as a breakup movie. I know. Movie, yeah. But... You, I don't think anyone does like immediately, but it is. It really right. Is. Like, and it totally sends the message of like, you're better off without the X, which is the message mm-hmm. you probably need to hear. Exactly. Something triumphant where it was like, yeah, like you don't need that person. You're perfectly fine. You can mm-hmm. get through it and do well. So let's jump into the next one and then you can continue your <laughs> thought that you that I like cut off. <laughs> no, no, I think you were right to cut it off. Uh, I think it's more appropriate for the next question. So here that is. Dear queers, I have never been someone who is able to be friends with my exes, but I know people who consistently do and have no issues with it. I don't know that that is something I want, but how is that possible for some people to do so easily? From excommunicated. So All right. what were you going to say about Listen. this? <laughs> Listen. First of all, okay, so I'm going to segue a little bit away from where I was going to address the question more okay. specifically, and then we'll we'll come on back because if you haven't already picked up on it, I have some strong opinions about what communication with your exes should look like. We have to first talk about, because this is a queer dating podcast, as yes. you might recall. There, I, I can't speak to the gays as well as I can to the queer ladies, but... There is the norm and there is the assumption that you are supposed to be friends with your exes and that that is normal and that it is standard. And not only just like standard, but like you're weird if you don't. And like you and your ex and her wife and her wife's ex-wife all should like go get brunch together and that's just normal. And if that is your reality, I am not here to tell you that that's a problem. But... I think it is very damaging that that is our expectation because not everyone is capable of being friends with their ex and that's fucking fine if you're not and I don't want you to feel bad if you can't be friends with your ex. So I just want to start there. 
I'm glad you brought that up because I I was remembering that we we like touched on that. I can't remember in what episode. To return back on my soapbox about <laughs> your exes. Okay. Listen to me even though you won't want to. If you want to be able to have a functional relationship with your ex where it is not filled with longing or wanting to get back together or fucking each other on the side and then some more heartbreak. If you want to avoid all of these things, you have to go no contact at first. You have to do it. You can not talk to your ex for at least, least, minimum, minimum three months. I feel very firmly about this. I think that you cannot get over someone if you keep having reminders of them pop up in your life. No contact. This is what that means. No phone calls. No texting. No Instagram. You have to unfollow on Instagram, delete them off Facebook and Snapchat and TikTok. You need the fewest possible reminders that this is a human being who exists in the world as possible. You need to block their number so that at 2 a.m. when you're thinking about texting them, you do not have the ability to do that. And this is going to suck. You are not going to want to do this. You're probably listening to me say this and you're like, Marissa, I'm not going to fucking do that, which is fine. That's your choice. But I'm just telling you, if you want things to eventually be better, this is the way. I completely agree. I think, yeah, three months minimum. Minimum. Potentially longer, also depending on how long the relationship was. But I forget where I was reading this, how there there is basically like a biological component to that as well in terms of like when you've been in a relationship with somebody for an extended period of time like your brain becomes wired in a way where your hormones are being released like when you're near them and like there's like real things going on in your body that like like you're getting pleasure from being near this person or even like seeing a photo of them kind of thing so like you have to basically rewire your brain almost to be able to fully disconnect from this connection that you had with this person which is also Mm -hmm. why it's like so painful at first too with a breakup because it's like like with an addiction where it's like you you this thing that you're using all the time that makes you feel so good and suddenly you don't have that it's like going cold turkey and it's like oh that's so excruciating yeah i mean right you have to just take a break like take a step back yep Yep. it has to be fully off the table because if it's even Mm -hmm. just like a little bit on the table you're gonna see it and you're gonna want it and you're gonna let yourself can like you're gonna convince yourself that it's possible for it to be fully back on the table when that's either not an option or shouldn't be an option or is a bad option. Like you, and and I would say like, as far as the timetable goes, in order to be able to reintroduce this person into your life in a way that would truly allow friendship to happen, that can occur until both of you genuinely do not want to be in a relationship with each other anymore. Like it would need to be the sort of thing where like, if you met up for this person, with this person for like coffee, Neither of you wants to, like, kiss. You see that person, the thought on your mind is not like, I want to go over and put my mouth on that person's mouth. The thought is like, 
oh, I wonder, like, if the barista knows that they have a stain on their shirt. Like, that cannot be anything (laughs) crossing your mind. And if you think it might be, if you think you might think that, then it is too soon, and you should not do it. From personal experience, I am not somebody who has ever been able to do that, really. Because I feel like in my mind, if I've had a relationship with somebody, then every time I see that person... I'm only reminded of our relationship that we used to have. And I'm only going to be thinking of what that was. And so trying to separate that from that person, I I have not been able to do. Same. And I would say, yeah. in for me, in every instance and thinking of off the top of my head, when I, like, I or, like, an ex would, like, reach out to make that, like, post-breakup contact of, like, how are you? How's it going? How you've been? It is always to turn back into round two. It's never worked out well, that round two, yeah. to be yeah. clear. like, But it will like just turn into these cyclical things where it's like, oh, we broke up. We took a little bit of space, but not enough space. And then we like see how each other's doing. And then before you know it, we're in bed. And then it's like, oh, no, I undid all of this progress. So I know, like yeah. for me... I have yet to personally have an example of, like, where I can be friends with an ex. Because I also think with a lot of, with some of my exes, too, like, I'm at a place now with them where I'm like, oh, actually, I wouldn't even want to be around you. Like, I I don't find a (laughs) middle ground of, like, oh, I find you perfectly fine to exist with and, in fact, would not mind if you were at this house party that I threw. It's either, like, I want you in my body or I don't want you anywhere and I it's very black and white for me which is not maybe the healthiest way to be but I have yet to personally find a different way to do it well I it kind of goes back to that like rose colored glasses analogy or like sometimes when you're in a relationship with somebody or like you know sexually intimate with somebody you kind of have those glasses on where you're seeing this person in like this you know, rosy light and you're not seeing all these like imperfections. And once you take a step back and it's like, Oh, do I even really, is this somebody that I like as a person who I'd want to like hang out with? Maybe not, you know? Yeah. But when you're in the middle of it and it's just like, Ooh, like where sex is so good. And like, wow, they're so amazing. And like, everything seems lovely about them because your judgment is clouded and you can't see that. Like, this is not somebody who you would like, want to be friends with you know yeah and I would say I can't speak for you Brendan but I can speak for myself in that for me part of how I find myself in that situation is I'm not I don't always have the greatest picker in the first place like my judgment (laughs) about who I should be with originally is never great so right when the rose-colored glasses are off I'm like all that's left are the imperfections and I'm like oh why why did you do yeah. that, girlfriend? I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> I'm constantly trying to evolve my ability to partner select people who would be perfectly enjoyable to be with both in and out of a relationship, but I've yet to master that accomplishment. I don't know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's the same. I'm like, it's just a really tough line to toe people who I've talked to who are in stable, healthy, like long-term relationships, they all kind of say 
the people that they're with, they see them as it's your best friend and somebody that you're sexually intimate with. And I, it's hard to know what that looks like, I think, immediately. And sometimes it doesn't look like that immediately, but it turns into that. Unfortunately, the way sometimes that we choose people is by how like sexually interested we are in them a lot of the time immediately because you think in your mind all right i'm this is a romantic sexual relationship so i should be you know that's the most important factor and so that's all you're going off of and then everything else becomes secondary and that's not always what will work out well if you want it to be kind of a long-term situation which not everybody wants and that's fine but yeah it's hard i think to to know that sometimes immediately mm. and then you get in the situation like we were talking about where it's like after the fact you're like oh well this is not someone i would ever want to be friends with i just thought they were really sexy and now that i don't even think that there's nothing left anymore <laughs> yeah Brennan, do you think any of our exes listen to this podcast? And to be clear, exes, d- not just like former hookups, but like people that we oh. would have, because I, 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 would, uh, I would hazard a guess there's like people I've hooked up with who might listen to this podcast, but like someone that you yeah. put in the ex basket. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I am I have thought about that. Like they, they all easily could and would have access if they, and probably are even oh, peripherally aware of it but yeah i don't know i also don't really care i'm like eh, whatever if you want to hear my voice still go for it but <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, so neither of us would say we're friends with any of our exes i don't think no no but that doesn't mean that like you can't be successfully and like that you shouldn't be but no i think we're no. just saying like be careful at least at first if that is something that you want yeah. And I would say, again, this is, I'm not saying this is advice that can be necessarily ubiquitously applied, but I can say for me personally, the former lovers of my life who are still in my life are never people I had a romantic affiliation with. It was people who I had like casual sex that it didn't really mean anything. And now they're friends, but certainly not people where feelings were involved. I kind of want to, I want to pose this question, like, to you, and then also broadly, people are listening, like, do we think that it is truly, truly, truly possible to become, like, just friends with your ex, or is there always someone, maybe, who maybe still has feelings, but they're just kind of pretending to suppress them, or for the sake of keeping them around in that friendship sure i don't know that's that's a great question and my first instinct which i will admit comes from a very sort of like monogamously based world view is mm. that i don't know if you can truly be friends with an ex until both of you have fallen in love with someone else mm, mm, mm. yeah that i guess is a good barometer way because to... right if you're if those warm fuzzies are being thrown at a different person, then I think it makes it a lot easier to see the X and be like, yep, I don't, there's nothing left here because look at all the good things I got going with my new boo. Again, like is 
not a particularly nuanced view of relationships, but I think it sure makes it a lot easier if it if you ha- are in love with someone else to be friends with your ex. Because then at least you right you have another person that you're like placing that energy on top of, and your ex isn't as threatening in that way anymore. So, mm-hmm. although maybe you also have to be careful too. This is a whole another aspect of it, but like if you are in a new relationship, how comfortable is your current partner with you being close with your exes? Oh, man. Because that's something to, to think about. That's all, that is a whole other box of Oreos. Right? I think I that that is that's something that maybe, maybe someone wants to write in a question about. <laughs> yeah. Does it sound like it applies to your life, dear listener? If so, <laughs> cast us a line. Yes. Send us your deepest darkest insecurities and let us pick them apart (laughs) yeah so i mean that's also Mm -hmm. just generally i guess something to think about you know for sure i would also say to our letter writers question of like how is that possible for some people to do so easily Mm. listen life is a rich tapestry and some people are just wired that way and some people just aren't don't lose any sleep over it if you're not because you know you maybe can shoot a basketball and your ex can't so we've all got differences pal (laughs) some people can be (laughs) friends with their exes and some people can shoot a basketball that's just how how things are That's can't the way of the all, universe, though. my friend. You, you nope. Can't, have it can't all. shoot a basketball and be friend with your ex. It's a they are mutually <laughs> yeah. exclusive things. If, if anyone knows anyone who can, please let us know because we don't think it's possible. So. Yeah, they're they can probably just take over this podcast if they are so magically able. Extremely talented. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. some genie shit there. <laughs> Thank you again for being mm-hmm. here. Yeah, we love you and we really just are endlessly grateful that you put our voices in your ear holes a couple times a month. Um, And if you are not telling your friends and your family to put our voices in their ear holes, might I recommend you do so? Because it's always nice when you have someone you can talk about a piece of media that you like you know when you're watching damages and no one else you know has watched damages and you're just sitting there and it's just you and glenn close it's kind of boring but when your cousin also watched damages and you can text her and be like did you know that john goodman is on season four of this show and she's like yeah i know then it feels good and that could be you with this podcast Please tell me that's a, a real-life <laughs> example. Uh, I am watching Damages right now, just okay. in case okay. it wasn't clear. Yeah, I don't I like say, it. I don't, know any, I don't know anybody who watches it. Not that that means it's, it's a bad show, but... It, it's not It's not <clears> as good of a show as I had been led to believe it was. I'll just be really honest with you about okay. that. Anyways, so tell your friends and family. Tell the world. And tell us rate review subscribe and for the love of god please send us your questions we always would like more of those so there's a lot of different ways that you can do that allow me to enumerate some of them 
one. Please do. You, you can go to Instagram. We are on Instagram at dear.queers, and you can DM us thusly. Two, you may send us an email. Our email address is dearqueers.pod at gmail.com. Three, you may go to our website at dearqueerspod.wordpress.com, and there's a little submission box, and you may utilize it. Please do one of those things if you would like us to talk anonymously about you. And if you do none of those things, Brendan, what's going to happen? If you don't do any of those things, then um, Marissa and I will have to find you. I should say, neither of us are professional hairstylists. We don't know how to do that, really. Um, I think I maybe tried to, like, cut my own bangs when I was, like, five, but that's about the extent of the knowledge base there. So, yeah, we're going to find you, and we're going to bring over um, some, like, hair dye that we just bought at, like, CVS that we just randomly picked out, and, like, scissors, but, like, the, like the <laughs> kindergarten, like, craft scissors that, like, are, like, round, basically, and they can, like, barely cut through paper... And um, we're just going to, like, just bring a, all, a bunch of, like, random, like, ha- hair supplies. And we're going to find you. And we're going to give you uh, a haircut and a full head of highlights that we think we know how to do. But we don't because we don't even really know what that entails. We just, like, bought the, like, gray cover-up for men from CVS and then we're just gonna like go at your hair and do a lot of things to it and we don't know how it's gonna turn out maybe there's like just by the sheer possibility of all possibilities in the universe there is like maybe like a point zero 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 one chance that like it'll turn out well for you and like you'll be like wow I'm never going to go to a real salon again because you guys, like, did a really good job even though it was, like, very aggressive and I didn't ask for it. But, like, my hair looks good. Um, But for the rest of the, like, 99.999999999999% of you, you're going to have, like, a really bad hair day for a while afterwards. We might even bring... Uh, our Gorilla Glue hairspray (laughs) with us and use that as a finishing touch. We have to see how we feel. but Yeah, um, and your insurance is not going to cover what it takes to get that out. No. There was like, I think the rule is that is only, insurance will only cover that one time ever for anybody and that's already been used up. So, sorry about that for you. But like, not sorry. All right, everyone. We will see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.